are cartoons described. I am your host of this podcast, Dave, and I will be describing all the cartoons in a single issue of the New Yorker magazine. Um, sorry for being a little late on this podcast. Um, I still have my New Yorker subscription suspended, so it's been very um, challenging <laughs> for me to find issues of the little guy. Um, I was fortunate enough, actually, to find uh, this issue at um police station that I was at recently. So that's where I got it. Um, so this issue is the new November 10th issue of The New Yorker. And if you recall, at the beginning of my last podcast, I introduced a new segment called the You Yorker Cartoons Described, which is a little play on the title, where I was requesting you, the listener, to submit your own descriptions of the New Yorker cartoons. I received many submissions, so thank you very much, dear listeners. Um, I did get one in particular that I'm actually going to play right now. It's not the best description, but I think it's the most important one. Um, I have an idea who sent it in, even though it was sent in anonymously. It looks like we are in a grocery store. There is a man who is slightly bald standing in, yes, it must be a grocery store, there is food on the shelves. Hello Dave. I am watching your kids from across the street right now. I can see all three of the girls, Alexa, Mallory, they mean Mallory, and Jennifer. They look so happy. You wouldn't want anything to happen to your pretty girls, would you? Do not go to the authorities. I am watching them. So I wanted to play that unique description just to let the persons or people behind it know that although it is rather intimidating, um, I'm not going to be pushed around in that way because I actually do have a very good idea who might be behind that. So um, on that being said, thank you for submitting, I guess. Um, now, on to the descriptions of uh, these windows into these magical little worlds where things seem familiar, yet just a little more funny and not intimidating. <laughs> Looks like a cartoon. It's actually an advertisement. Tricky. Almost got me to read that. <laughs> Advertisers are so smart. I think they are. Um... For the f here we go first cartoon rather early in the magazine I guess they were itching to get the good ones out um, this one is just without caption which as you know is my favorite just a picture very thin line drawing and uh, some scribbles in the area so not very realistic um, so we're on the outside of what looks to be a saloon wood panel wall on a saloon style rotating door with the slats on it and there is a tough looking buckaroo walking out he's a cowboy but he's not just a regular cowboy he's a different cowboy because he's wearing a tie he's carrying a briefcase he's still got spurs and a cowboy boot and a cowboy hat but he's got a tie underneath uh, to sort of um 
bullet uh, carrying uh, sort of like those things that cross your chest. Uh, they carry a lot of bullets, um, so you never run out of bullets in a in any sort of standoff. And there, he's very scruffy. He hasn't. He's got a beard. He's got long hair. And there's one thing he's got. <laughs> is a cell phone on his ear, and he looks rather tough, so little historical juxtaposition there. That's a nice little start. Uh, here we go. We are in a psychiatrist's office. How do we know? Well, we got the chaise lounge with a guy sitting on it and another guy sitting in a regular style chair with a good tea and a tie. And there's a lamp. We're definitely in a psychiatrist's office because there's certificates on the wall that you would receive once you um, graduate to become a uh, certified psychiatrist. And so uh, we have this guy on the chaise lounge and he looks to be complaining about something he's bald i don't know if he's complaining about that he's got glasses on and the psychiatrist is giving a here we go again style look and there's a window with curtains in the room and the caption reads i had to stop watching the news it was making my own problems seem insignificant <laughs> that's really good yeah yeah i can you know what the crazy sometimes when the news actually mimics your own problems because then it's kind of equal but that guy must have a good life that's a pretty good one Art imitating life maybe here we go number three we're already three in this is fantastic we're outside on a street and there seems to be a store in the background it's called gusto and we have a woman she's got 80s style hair and a blazer and a skirt and she's wearing sunglasses she's in high heels and she looks her posture is very stiff and this is a rather whimsical style of drawing it's not realistic but it's not minimal lines it's kind of nice kind of cute and then there's this angry man how do we know he's angry he's got sort of flush cheeks and he's sort of clenching his teeth he's in a suit so he's probably a man of power and he's holding a putter and he seems so angry and uh could be a blind woman because she's wearing she kind of looks like a blind woman the woman in the sunglasses and she's saying let it go greg because <laughs> he's still doing the the golf even though <laughs> if she, i mean if she was blind could she see that she could probably hear him being sort of angry and swearing under his breath. So, yeah, Greg, let it go. <laughs> He's not going to, though. He is not. He wants to be better at golf. It's a very frustrating game. And here we go. Number four. We have an odd drawing style. It's very, very basic. And uh, the two women look rather disturbing. Um, just because uh, I think I had a dream where people looked like this once. And so it's weird to see it in reality. Um, these are two women. One's got light hair. One's got dark. And they've got sort of long coats on. And they're in a cemetery. We know this because there's a bunch of tombstones all around. And there's a tree. And they're looking down at one particular tombstone, but we don't see the front of it. We only see the back because they're facing the tombstone. They're first facing us. And uh, so one woman is clearly talking to the other, and she's saying, He's still in my nervous stomach. <laughs> He's still in my nervous stomach. So I guess the uh, ghost of whoever uh, died is haunting her stomach. And is making her nervous. And there's just no medication for that. That's terrifying. It's a really terrifying one. Hmm. Wow. A couple funny ones and then just a terrifying one. And they'll do that sometimes. Here we go. 
Uh, this one's actually quite a realistic drawing style. Um, we have a man, he's sitting behind a desk. It's a very messy desk. There's books on it or papers, papers all over the floor. His trash can is overflowed. It almost looks like an ice cream cone in a way. It's so perfectly done. I like the drawing style of this one. And he's got his hand on his head and he looks a little exhausted because he's on the phone. And there's a lamp on the desk. And the guy's just sort of staring off into space in front of his laptop. And he, the description says, or the caption says, I feel like my best passwords are already behind me. I feel like my best passwords are already behind me because he forgot uh, his password. And he has to come up with a new one. I've been there, buddy. I've been there. Oh, I had a very simple password once. And it got attacked so severely and it wasn't i wasn't embarrassed by how simple the password was and the fact that it got attacked i was just so frustrated with how difficult it actually was to um prove who i was to the authorities and oh, so i've been there man it was a good password and my new one's pretty good too um certainly don't have the best behind me Here's another one. We're in a bedroom. Looks like it's rather dark. This is a well-off couple because they've got a large bedroom and the closet's full of things. We got a man sitting on a double bed. His blazer is just sort of hanging over the side of the bed and he's still wearing his suit pants and it looks like his tie is undone. Um, there's an armoire in the background with a very large mirror on it and his this woman, um, maybe it's his wife, maybe not, is standing in front of him. She looks like to be in a nightgown, but there's a huge lens flare, um, huge bright light, and the artist has rendered this, uh, you know, rather cartoon-style drawing, not very realistic, as if it was giving sort of a flare of light in your eye, so it's got that sort of effect. And um, the, the caption reads, does this lens flare make me look fat? So it was a lens flare, and whoa, that's a bit of a trap question, but... I don't know how a lighting effect would make you look fat, so... Hmm. Yeah, I don't like that one. Yeah. Oh, well. I mean, they were there on a good roll, and then just one little hiccup. Oh, we're back in the Wild West. Great. How do we know? Well, we got two cowboys, and they're wearing cowboy hats. And it looks like they're outside of a saloon, um, kind of in, like, an alleyway. One cowboy has a white hat on, the other cowboy has a darker hat on, and the, the cowboy in the darker hat has sort of like a handlebar mustache and some mutton chops. And uh, so he's sort of standing on the right, and standing on the left is, it looks like a sheriff because he's got a star on his vest, a bolero tie, and uh, both of them, these gentlemen have tucked their pants into their uh, cowboy boots, so it's a bit of, an, uh, I guess, an artistic style. Maybe the artist wears his cowboy boots when he's drawing these like that. And the sheriff man on the left is holding a piece of paper, and he's speaking to the uh, handlebar mustache guy, who looks a bit swarthy. And uh, he's saying to him, this is it, Slim. I'm putting you on the next off-peak train out of here. <laughs> this is it, Slim. I'm putting you on the next off-peak train out of here. Uh, hmm. Okay. I guess, uh, ah, oh, yes, okay, so it's like a cheap fare joke, because he's going to be not on peak fare, but off peak fare. Uh, sort of like a very fiscally responsible sheriff depicted in that Wild West. Wild West would have been a lot different if people were more fiscally responsible. I doubt there would be so many, um, well, godforsaken activities. On to the next one, uh, another captionless one, uh, two 
in this issue so far. We're sort of high up. We're looking down on a city street, a big city street, maybe probably New York. I'm going to say that because we got high rises and there's sort of people milling about a few cars in the street. It looks like to be a chain of shops and restaurants and uh, sort of dead center. There's a store called the Cheese Shop. They have what uh, an impressive awning over top the outside. Uh, but so everything's normal except for this one little uh, detail. To get into the restaurant, it looks like you have to go through some sort of maze to get into the cheese shop. Like a uh, rat. Like, despite all my rage, I'm still just a rat in a maze, I think is the. I don't think that was the lyric. Um, I heard someone sing that at karaoke once, and they were really good, and I tried to f find out who sang the song, and I couldn't find it. Um, so yeah, this cheese shop has a bit of like a mouse maze or rat maze out in front of it. Really cute. Um, and probably be against several fire hazards if they tried to do that, but I'd love to see someone try to do that. That would be so much fun to get the cheese that way. Here we go. This one's a very wordy one. Oh, boy. Here we go. All right. We are... Oh, man. Everyone's got H's on their chests for some reason, and they all look rather deranged, the drawing style. Everyone looks really deranged. They've got messy hair. There's five people. Three of them are clumped together. They're short. They've got buck teeth, and they're all wearing plaid pants and knitted sweaters that have an H depicted on them. One of them seems to be holding a large fluff ball. Maybe they're cheerleaders. Um, and they're, they're they sort of deranged. Like I said, they're so excited. Uh, so they're speaking. There's word bubbles. But above the word bubbles, there looks to be a banner. And the banner reads, Cheers for the Hollyhock Middle School Chess Team. Okay, getting more interesting. I'm liking this. And so the person on the far left of the cartoon is saying, Take that rook. Take that knight. Take that queen and say good night. Oh, it's pretty good. Oh, it's a pom-pom. No, okay, they got a pom-pom. Oh, they're cheerleaders. Great. Next person saying, Namby Pamby, hunting peckers. You should stick to playing checkers. <laughs> so I may have said a swear word. Huh. I'll go back and maybe bleep that out. And then the last three people are saying, two, four, six, eight. First is check and then it's mate. <laughs> so this is... A what-if scenario come to life, and you know what? You think chess people maybe would just sort of not be excited, but in this version, they are. Next cartoon, um, okay, so this is sort of like Picasso-y style drawing, very angular. Everyone's got sharp nose and angular features, and we're in a living room. There is a uh, pole with multiple lights on it, like those lamps that are like that. Or uh, we're in a, you know, there's a TV on the wall, an entertainment unit with what looks to be maybe a Blu-ray player and a receiver, and those baskets that you get to put magazines in. I used to have a couple of those; they were really nice. And uh, in the foreground, we have a woman sitting on a couch. She's wearing a watch and an earring, a uh, single earring. Maybe there's another earring on the other ear, but we can't see it. And next to her, sort of deeper in the frame, is her husband, and he's got like. A, his arm on his head and he's got glasses on and his sleeves are rolled up and he's very relaxed and they're looking at something on the TV and he doesn't look impressed and she's talking and she's saying, we ought to send PBS some money so it can afford better pledge break specials. <laughs> Burn on PBS. Yeah. Oh man. I stop. Yeah. They just don't know. I don't know, but they know. 
but they don't know. That's the best part about it. Okay, um, wow, this one is fantastic. I'm going to say this right off the top. It runs top to bottom of the page, so it's multiple little drawings. So, well, from top to bottom, the first one, it's like a black stick, and it looks like there's two animals hanging from the bottom of them because they've got their four legs wrapped around, and they're hanging upside down. And then on the second one, the animal on the right is very, very small amount closer to the animal on the left. And then even on the bottom one, it's it's sort of drawn to make it look like it's walking towards, but it's very slowly to the animal on the left, the animal on the right. Now we're on the third drawing, slightly closer. Fourth drawing, slowly getting closer. Fifth drawing, closer. Sixth drawing, oh, slowly getting closer. Seventh drawing, they're like, uh, you know, a body length apart. And now they're a nose apart in the eighth drawing. In the ninth drawing, they're almost nose to nose. These animals hanging upside down that are very weird. And one of them is, oh, it's a, it's, it's a voice bubble. And it's saying, honey, I'm home. I don't know what that is. Um, I mean, I know what that saying is. I have no idea. A sloth. Oh, that's the best thing. Like, I almost flipped the page. And didn't know and was really was sort of willing to move on to the next one to figure that one out. And I just realized it was a slow-moving animal, a sloth. And uh, he loves his wife, so good for him. Uh, here we go. Now we're in some sort of Incan South American pyramid-type ruin. And there's stairs leading up. Uh, we're at the bottom of this sort of pyramid. And at the top, there looks to be a stone figure that looks like... A centurion's face. We have eyes, nose, and mouth. Looks like it's made out of wood or twigs. And then sort of a stone domed roof that looks like a soldier's helmet. The head is flanked by two um, torches on fire. Sort of down at the bottom, we have guys in these headdresses and capes with um, skulls on sticks. So not really specific. And then a man with feather in his hair. And a grass skirt is being led up by these two more official-looking guys on his left and right. He looks afraid, and the official guys seem to be speaking to this guy. And there's two tufts of um, grass on either side of the bottom of the stairs. And the caption reads, Except for the actual sacrifice, all this is largely symbolic. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of symbolism in that picture, so I can imagine that. Um... I mean, they are worshipping not the one true God, so they're all doomed. But if you someone said that to you in the moment and you weren't thinking about the afterlife, you would probably find that funny, um, even though you are on a path to salvation. Uh, pretty good one. Next one, we have two guys, regular-looking guys, actually. One of them is balding. The other one sort of has like a tight blonde hair. Slacks and jackets, they look rather similar, and they're in a uh, art gallery, and they're staring at this huge painting, and the drawing style is very minimal, and the painting style is actually quite realistic, and the painting is of a very large man sitting on a footstool, large stool, and he's facing away from us, and he's rather large, like chunky, fat, and he's naked, so we kind of see his uh, bum crack. And that's all we see is just the large backside of this man. And these two guys are staring at this painting. And one guy's the balding guy, is talking to the other guy. And he says, you can't hold yourself to those impossible standards. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you can't. I mean, it's a really big guy. And there's no way you could get that 
big. Like you, it would take you forever. So yeah, you can't be that guy in the painting. Who's expecting? Oh no, sorry, thin. He wanted him to be thin. That's really smart. But I think we've all been, we've all had that talk with a significant other about the state of your body and where maybe it should be and how you might want to get it there. And that can be stressful. So maybe they were thinking about that. Next cartoon. Let's jump into this one, shall we? I'll peer through this window. Um, okay, this is a really messy line drawing style, which makes this room look very messy. It looks like we're in a living room. Looks like a very plush carpet, maybe a really deep pile to it. Um, and we have a man sitting on a couch, and a woman is talking to him. Um, they've got a very um, aggressive print on the curtains in the background on the window. She's holding a drink, the woman who's kind of got uh, ear-length hair, and she's wearing a skirt. And the man's sitting on a couch, and there's a sort of a lamp next to him on some sort of unit with books in it. He's got a drink in his hand, and there seems to be uh, another little stool with what looks to be yarn balls on it. And then next to that, there's another little table stool, and there seems to be a wine decanter. And there's an abstract painting on the wall so we have a domestic situation here absolutely maybe upper class and the woman is speaking to the man who looks a little caught off guard and um she's saying to him i'm not against bringing children into this world just into this apartment <laughs> yeah and you have to have that talk about children you just can't they're not going to solve problems, folks. They're actually going to cause a few more. And if you're not happy with the square footage of your place, yeah, think twice about bringing three beautiful girls into it because it could have um, ramifications. And even if you do have the talk, it could actually still lead to trouble. So I'm going to maybe clip the one out and laminate it because that one's really good. I'll show it to someone sometime. Next cartoon, uh, we're in a tailor's shop, and we have a king, if you can believe it, and he's sort of standing in front of three mirrors, and there's a tailor standing near him. How do we know he's a tailor? Well, he's got a measuring tape around his neck, and he's kind of, he's bald, and he's kind of got bad posture, and he's wearing a tie and baggy pants, and we can tell we're in his shop, because uh, there's a, a little tie rack next to him, and again, those triple mirrors, so you can see all around you. And the king, wearing his robe and crown and his uh, kingly goatee, looks like he has a goatee, is saying to the tailor, do you have anything that doesn't scream divine right? <laughs> right. I guess that's the color. And, it, you know, I think purple is a royal color, but you can't tell because these are black and white. So I guess this king's trying to have a different image, you know? He's trying to... Uh, be more cool. Maybe he doesn't want a god to get mad at him. So yeah, um, good on you, king. <laughs> I would vote for you if that's the way it worked. Here we go. Next, I'm coming towards the end of the issue. So this one is a um, a basic line drawing, but everything's sort of shaded in, and it, everyone has small eyes and small mouths in this uh, cartoon. Um, pretty cool drawing, actually. Um, and it's two women standing in front of a doorway. And in the background, it looks like there's a large table. Two people are sitting at it, kind of smiling at each other. There's a lamp in front of it. Could be a restaurant, could be a house. And um, one woman is speaking to the other. The woman on the left with dark hair is holding her purse. And the woman on the right with lighter hair is holding a jacket. And they're outside of the room. 
And what's being said? This is what's being said. I hope you sat me next to someone who wants to hear all about my bathroom renovation. I would, I would not want to sit next to someone like that. Huh. It's a little too real. Yeah, I don't know. That wasn't a escape into an alternate reality. That was a preparing into what we all have to put up with. So, okay, all right. On to the last page of the New Yorker, the best page. The uh, wouldn't be great if uh, if <laughs> if the one issue all it was was just the back page and nothing else. Uh, I wouldn't mind that one. So, the cartoon caption contest page. So, the winning caption from a few issues ago, if you remember this one, this is a couple sitting in a restaurant, and everything's normal in the restaurant. They're holding menus, but their table was a range stovetop, so, and it was a stove, and uh, I didn't know if it was gas or electric, and I don't know if we were supposed to know, but it seemed very dangerous at the time, And but they're not paying attention to it. And the winning caption reads... The sign said, home style cooking. <laughs> wow. Oh, how did they think of that? The sign said, home style cooking. <laughs> As if I were to do one. And I'm, I never would because I, I kind of respect the people that write these. I would probably just be like, we're sitting at a stove. And that's not funny, but it's what I would say in the situation. And I can't really think of anything else. But they didn't say that. They said the signs at Homestyle Cooking. And that makes perfect sense because they're sitting at a Homestyle stove with the range on the top that could be gas or electric. And that's what it would be. Okay, so now uh, I described this one a few episodes ago. And it's we're in an office with a large window. And there looks to be a secretary at uh, what looks to be in a CEO's office because she's on the phone and she's looking out the window to a set of stairs raising up into heaven. And there's a silhouette of a man entering heaven at the top. Maybe he was in the office. I don't know. Maybe he was the boss. But here are the three finalist captions for this wonderful drawing. I need to confirm a reservation. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the secretary would do that. Second one. He's working remotely this week. <laughs> yeah, that is remote. If you could get there, it would be. Third one is, looks like you just missed him. Wow, those are three hilarious ones. Uh, it's a tough choice. Uh, I'm, not, I'm actually not going to choose one because it's not my right to do that. I like them all. So put them all down. Read all three of them. And here's this week's contest. Wow. Okay, so we are in a another uh, conference room, very large conference room. Looks like a rather reputable company. And one, two, three, four, five, six people are just cutting a rug on top of a very nice conference room table. And they're all kind of doing a little shimmy. They're dancing and their ties are flipping and they're having a lot of fun. And then there's a sour looking man with a crop topped head sort of staring up at them with his arms crossed. And he's just, that's it. That's all he's doing. And um, maybe everyone's going to get fired. Maybe they're going to get a promotion because uh, sometimes out-of-the-box behavior in an office can get re rewarded. And sometimes out-of-the-box behavior, they come down on you like a ton of bricks. Like if you suggest um, co-ed, cohabitating washrooms. Um not like that. Uh, I guess I just don't have any concern using a toilet next to a woman. So good luck to those people dancing on the table and good luck to everyone submitting to the contest. And um, now it's time to award the top tune of the issue. And I think I'm going to have to 
give it to the description that got sent in this week. Um, I know it has nothing to do with this issue, but I would just like to remind the parties involved that we can deal with this like um, adults. Yeah, that's all that's all I'm going to say. Uh, so thanks again for listening to the New Yorker cartoons described. Um, remember to subscribe, and I will describe you, that is, see you, in the funny pages. So long. <laughs>